A very good afternoon. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola, and you're welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Sorry for the delay if you have been waiting for our Facebook live uh, broadcast. Unfortunately, um, I don't know what went wrong, but we'll try to fix it some other time. But not to delay, I just sense that we need to continue with our live uh, radio broadcast. And I will be, if you are trying to connect through Facebook, I'm going to be posting the the link right now that you can just connect uh, on our Facebook. I'll give you the opportunity to connect. So I'm going to be waiting for you. Okay, um, we are actually broadcasting on our uh, radio frequency right now. If you are connecting, please uh, just uh, get yourself ready, uh, get your family, your friends, because God has something special this evening to, to say. There's a word that I sense in my heart that needs to be passed across to the body of Christ. We live in such an exciting season in time where uh, uh, so many things are happening almost on the same frequency. But we know that even with, you know, with that which is happening and being declared right now, we need to be able to have clarity with, in terms of what the Father is saying and how he wants us to connect to his mind. So I will give you that opportunity to please connect with you know, your friends, your family, gather everybody unless hear what the father has to say but before we go into that which you know uh, um, the, you know the lord will be you know sharing with us this afternoon i will want us to really take some few minutes to pray and just uh, uh, get our minds and our you know our hearts in line and in tune with what the spirit of the lord will have us do this afternoon thank you father father we honor your name hallelujah glory 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 we bless you father we appreciate you for your mercy, for your love, for your eternal counsel that never fails. Thank you, Father, that we are alive once again to witness, yes, even another day, the last day of the, 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 of, of the month, of the, of the year of uh, 2017. We want to give you glory and praise that you have brought us thus far. It is by your mercy and grace. It is by your love, oh God, that we are not consumed. We thank you for that which your spirit, yes, is, 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 is planning, yes, even to unfold through our heart, through our lives, and even through that which you have committed into our hands. We want to appreciate you. We want to give you thanks. We want to bless you, Father, as you know as a family as a community as a nation our heart lord is filled with gratitude this afternoon in appreciation of of what you have done of who you are but more so of what you are about to do for we know that the days that we live in are filled yes with great things great prophetic uh, uh, are realities that you have planned and ordained yes to, to to bring us into father we know that your word yes will not fall to the ground for every word that you have spoken that you have declared will come to pass even in our time and in our day and we are so excited yes we are so excited to be part of this great move of your spirit where we are we are we are we are we are, we are happy to be alive even in times like this where you are declaring yes that you're doing a new thing and it's springing forth from our heart 
hearts, from our lives, from our homes, our community. We are seeing that which you're proclaiming and doing even within your church, within your body. We bless your holy name even for this afternoon. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord, that I'll be able to speak forth your word, yes, with clarity this afternoon. Thank you, Father, that nothing will stop the frequency, the proclamation of your mind, oh God, for your people today. There will be indeed a free course of your word. Your word will go forth into every heart, into every mind. There will be, there will be a bringing forth. There will be indeed a breakthrough within our mindset to comprehend, to understand, and to birth your desire even in times like this. We honor you, precious Holy Spirit, for you are the one that brings the word across to us in a, in a very special way, in a way, yes, that we can comprehend. And we wait in anticipation for what you're about to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to welcome you once again this afternoon, friends. Uh, the Father has been so good to us. He's brought us even to, uh, you know, to another day. He's brought us to, you know, the, 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 the beginning of a new season. For a while, I've been, you know, speaking on entering, you know, a, a new spiritual season. So this word basically is not, is not limited to uh, uh, an end of year word, you know, as we will have some people you know, we do traditionally. This is a word that we've been speaking right now for close to four months thereabout. I've been, you know, declaring that we are we have entered a new spiritual season and I've, like I've said in the, in the past that you know a new spiritual season has nothing to do with our human you know uh, our calendar no the seasons of God are, are birth based on the prophetic events of God amen are based on that which the father amen as as program within the earth to bring forth in in, in accordance to his de- desired in accordance to his will in accordance to his design so that, so it's, there's, it's important that we differentiate, all right, uh, encouraging ourselves, and we need to do that. That yes, we are ending, a, you know, a, a year, and we are about to step into a new year. We need to really encourage ourselves and really give thanks to God that yes, we've come to the end of a year, and we're about to step into, you know, the beginning of another year, and this time will be 2018. And we need to really give thanks. We, we shouldn't take that for granted. But beyond that, there is, a, there is, a, there is a position that is a moment that is a place we are right now call amen the times and the seasons of god and within this you know uh, uh, this context of you know of season there are things that the father is doing there are things that the spirit of the lord is revealing there are things that heaven all right is bringing across to us as a church you know as those whom has been assigned whom has been graced who has been given all right the, the you know the responsibility of advancing the counsel of god in the earth i mean if you were ask any true servant of God, any true prophet who is really inclined to that with the spirit of the Lord uh, you know, is saying and is doing he will tell you that we are in a day all right, of great crisis but within this crisis, all right, heaven is bringing peace, heaven is bringing us tranquility so, so that the church can really grow and mature and continue that progression of advancement to the place called the mountain of the Lord and I think it's important that we stress that, that all right, we will never get to a point in our walk where 
all right suddenly uh, uh, the, the, the challenges of life ceases the you know the, the the pressures of life ceases the crisis of life ceases no heaven wants us to come to a place where within the crisis within the challenge within the need within the tribulations within the persecution within the trial within you know uh, the contradiction that we find that place called the citadel of the Lord that we find that place called you know under the wings of the shadow of the Almighty like David would say amen that that you know that he leads me in still water he leads me beside the still water that he guides us that he that he's brought us to a place called the banqueting table all right that he's prepared a table even be, you know for us in the in the very presence of our enemy and that is a condition of life that is a posture of existence that is something that our our inner man has to or right, has to understand in terms of our configuration and position spiritually all right that we are not uh, 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 seeking for uh, you know a way of escape within the challenges of life that we understand that all that is happening all right the father itself amen is very much in control and I, when i say all that is happening i'm talking about you know things that are taking place from uh, you know from a global you know standpoint to a national you know uh, uh, um condition to our own personal private you know family life all right that that, that that there are issues there are challenges amen we've got challenges on you know on on our you know on, on a domestic level we've got challenges in our own personal life in our emotional in our feeling psychological condition that all that all right is bringing us to a position where we learn to trust and learn to surrender to the will of god to the counsel of god that we are not shaking that we are not moved that our eyes amen is fast on the Lord is fixed on the Lord that our thought amen is daily being renewed in accordance to amen what is known as the mind of of, of Christ so in within this whole context I I, I, I sense that you know we need to uh, uh, encourage ourselves in fact not that I sense you know that uh, not too long ago the Lord you know began to speak to me about you know us coming the church coming to a, a point where we need to we, we, we need to re-establish all right we need to come to that place of re-establishing our confidence, our trust, our hope, our faith in Him. All right, many of us has got into that position where we, we you know, we no longer see with clarity. We've been weak. We've been tired. All right, we've come to the place of, you know, of almost giving up. You know, a lot of us are spiritually fatigued. We've come to that place where we, we, we don't know if we should ad- advance since we are not, we are not seeing, we are not hearing. All right, uh, uh, the, the footstep of, of of the Lord in our garden, and and it seems as if you know things you know uh, you know are going from bad to worse but the, the 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 truth is when when we shift our eyes away from you know from the speakings of god when we excuse me when we shift our minds away from the speakings of god and we we turn our eyes away from you know from from his call from his plan from his will from his purpose and desire there is a way where the enemy begins to overwhelm our hearts and our minds and our thoughts oh God, all right with negativity with with discourage with discouragement and with despondency and you know and with you know all kinds of you know you know our condition where our heart begins to lose hope and, and, and direction. And, and no wonder, you know, you know, the, the Bible talk about these three things shall abide, you know, you know, faith, hope, and love. And it says the greater is love. And and I and I think we, we need to come to that position where this threefold cord, amen, of faith, of hope, and love becomes the very bond, amen, that binds our heart, that binds our thought, that binds our intentions, all right, to the very counsel of God, so that we we 
we continue to develop all right that spiritual momentum if you will that you know uh, that uh, spiritual impetus that ability that capacity that motivation all right that keeps us advancing that keeps us going forth even when all right the, the odds are against us even when the challenges are there even when there are lacks there are you know a, a resistance that we know that we know that our faith or our keeps us you know just you know going through the, the crisis of you know of the day and I tell you there are crises all across the globe all across the glo- all across the globe well within the midst within the midst of those crises heaven is speaking to us and and right now if if if, if you don't have the the you know the hearing ears or you've lost the ability to hear the voice of God the voice of the father within all that is happening then I tell you you have basically given you know the enemy a big opportunity you know to you know to you know to clamp on you to limit you to stop you to frustrate you all right from you know uh, uh, your advancement in the things of God. So basically, the first thing I want us to do as we as we come to this position where the Spirit of the Lord is calling us once again to migrate, and we can only migrate when we come to that position in our walk. You know, we can only migrate when we come to that position in our walk where we know that we have been given, we have been empowered, we have been resourced. All right, to you know to advance in the midst of crisis. And that's something I really want to highlight. I really want to, you know, bring to your attention that we are called, amen, to advance. There is a place that we are heading to. There is a place that we are moving to. There is a place that the Father is leading us to, all right, regardless of how, amen, the, the, the world, amen, may, may, may feel, regardless of how, you know, the conditions of, of you know, of, 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 of the earth, amen, might be pressing down on, you know, on humanity, that we are called, amen, we've been assigned sign with a with a strong prophetic assignment we've been given a mandate amen to build a house of god in the earth amen we've been given that capacity we've been given that authority we've been given that mission to build a house of god in the earth and and it's our duty amen that regardless of what may be happening regardless of what we may be facing regardless of what amen the enemy may be throwing at us amen as as arrows amen to try to stop and even us to the world that we have a mandate and that mandate is to build the house of God within our community to build the house of God within our our home within our family within the institutions amen within you know we, we, you know within the city our desire our calling our <clears throat> excuse me and our prophetic assignment for this season is to make sure that the house of God amen is established the Bible says every house is built by you know by a man but God is the builder of all things all right that we come to that place that we are migrating to a place in a call hallelujah the mountain of the Lord the mountain of the Lord is a place where we interact with God and when we come to the place of you know of or, you know of elevation in the spirit we receive blueprint we receive mandate we receive clarity we receive instruction we receive capacity we receive tools amen that was what happened amen when Jesus amen took Peter James and John to the Mount of Transfiguration the Bible says amen that Moses and Elijah appeared to him and began to speak to him with regards to his disease his, amen 
is exit from the earth. And to me, that is something that is very profound and prophetic, amen, with regards to the days that we live in, that, amen, we should not allow the enemy to keep us, amen, in that valley realm, in that position where we can see, we can hear. Heaven wants us to come to the hill, of, you know, of, of, of the Father. Heaven wants us to come, amen, and climb that which is called, amen, the Jacob's ladder. There has to be, amen, a position in our life where we are ascending high to the, you know, to the mountain of the Lord, to the hill of the Lord, because that is actually where we get, we receive, amen, instructions and direction, amen, for the days ahead, for that which has been commit, committed into our hands, amen, as, you know, as assignment, be it in our workplace, be it in our family, be it in our community, be it in the, within the body of Christ, we have to come to the hill of the Lord to receive, amen, you know, vision, blueprint, you know, mandate. I will come to the heel of the Lord. I will come to the heel of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, who can come to the heel of the Lord? We've got to have that clean hand, that pure pure heart. Hallelujah. There has to be that position within our life where we are working in, in cleanliness, in purity, in righteousness so that we can actually amen, engage with the Father. Amen. On his heel. Now, having said that, I want us to you know, look at, you know, some few points this afternoon that I, 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 I you know, I've penned down and I believe will give us a kind of, you know, clarity and direction, all right, to, you know, to the days ahead. The days ahead are filled with great excitement. Yes, they are filled with challenges, but they are filled, hallelujah, with clear insight with regards to the mind of the Lord and uh, I believe that uh, as we begin to look into amen, what the word of God you know says what the word of God amen as you know as offered to us as blueprint as compass amen to advancement that we will be rightly positioned in fact if you are basically searching and looking for a word for two, 2000 you know and 18 the word will be amen you, you 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 need to come to a position where you reinforce your base where you reestablish amen the vision and the and the instructions that the father has been given in time past i i see amen 2018 as as a, you know as as a season as a period where we will we will we will face a lot of crisis within, within the body of you know of, you know of christ amen but within the whole you know, you know, concept of these challenges that we will be going through. There will be a reinforcement of our faith. There will be amen, a renewal, a rekindling, if you will, of our position, of our understanding of the things of the spirit. Therefore, those who will be advancing into the days ahead, call it 2018, call it you know 2019, call it 2020. It will be those amen who know their God through, amen, faith who have come to a place of, you know, of stability, amen, of maturity. So we, we need to come to, uh, you know, a position in our work, in our life where our, our uh, in our faith, our hope and, and our, our love for God, amen, and, you know, for his body is reestablished, amen, that we are not, uh, you know, weak in faith, that we are not weak in hope, amen, that our love is not defined and determined by the world system, amen, that we are not not capture, amen, by what the world defines as love. Because if we allow that concept of love, amen, to define, amen, our philosophy of, you know, of God's love, I tell you, we are going to find ourselves in a position where we will be discouraged, where we will feel, in fact, we will begin to challenge the things of God because we will not understand the things that heaven is doing and how we are supposed to be relating with God. There is a, there is a definition of faith and hope and love that the world today has exchanged or is exchanging, amen, 
for biblical principles and we need to shift away from that you know order you know you know uh, it was a few days ago i was you know writing you know one or two things and you know while i was writing i you know i you know i, I sense the lord saying to me hey you know the world will tell you in fact that's what the church will say today that god's love is unconditional but there is nothing in the word of god that proves that god's love is unconditional the love of god is conditional why is it conditional because the love of god is attached amen to objective the objective of god amen within the within the human race which is redemption is what defines his love for us excuse me, is what defines his love. So when you say the love of God is, uh, is unconditional, it means that God himself loves the devil. It means that anything man does, amen, God just accepts it in the name of his love. But we know that is far from truth. God's love is very conditional. And I don't know why I'm really stressing this right now, but I think the, the Lord, hallelujah, wants somebody to hear this. His love is conditional. He said, if you will love me, if you will keep my commandment, everything that has to do with, amen, the promise of God, you will see the word if there's a condition attached to it. So we've got to come to that position in our life where we, we, we need to shift away from this uh, uh, blank check concept of grace. We've got to understand that the grace of God, amen, is attached to purpose. The grace of God is attached to a calling, is attached to an assignment, and so is his, so is his love. I always say, you know, that God invests in his, uh, in his interest in our life you know the father has an interest of you know for his children for you know for you know for creation there's a reason why he's placed the church on earth there's a reason why he's you know sent us back into the world there's a reason why he's keeping us in the world hallelujah to keep shining his light to keep reflecting his glory to keep declaring amen even in the midst of tribulation and trials and persecution and opposition so we've got to understand scripture within the context of scripture and not under and not try to interpret scripture within hallelujah the frame of humanistic concept and that's what we're seeing today and that's why today you realize that many people are challenging the principles of God they're challenging the values of God. They are challenging the identity of God. The enemy is out to, you know, to murder, to stop, to hinder, to frustrate, amen, the image of God in our life. And I sense in my heart that, you know, God wants us to deal with that even as we as we advance because we there's no way we can truly effectively advance if we have a distorted, you know, you know, perverted, you know, a, a concept of, of 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 who God is, of who our Father is. We've got to know Him for who He is, and we've got to be able to take His word, Amen, for what the Word says He is. All right, coming back to that which we are looking into, Isaiah chapter two. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible, open to Isaiah chapter two. I mean, if you know me and if you've been listening to, you know, my, my, my philosophy of, you know, of message for, for a while now, you will know that, you know, most of the message that heaven has given to me is given to me as centered around Isaiah chapter 2. Because that, to me, Isaiah chapter 2 paints the picture of, you know, of my core, of my ministry, of that which, amen, the Father has called me to do within the nation of South Africa and in the entire world, amen. Open to Isaiah chapter 2 and I'm going to start to read from verse 1. This this is what Isaiah, the son of Amos, amen, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Verse 2. In the last days, does the last day include today, tomorrow, next tomorrow, next year, 2015, excuse me, 2025? Yes. 2030? Yes. The last day is a continual progressive manifestation or, or acceleration of, you know, the prophetic counsel of God. <clears throat> excuse 
excuse me. Every time you read the word, the last day in the scripture, it speaks of a period, a season in time, which is, amen, the season we live in right now. In fact, the last day begins after, amen, the, you know, the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And the last day was further accelerated, amen, when, you know, the, the, the first 12, you know, apostles of the Lamb died, hallelujah. From the moment they all died, we began to see the manifestation of the acceleration of the time last day, amen, in, 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 in a manifestation within the body of Christ. So we are in the last day. In fact, we are in, in the last of the last of the days of the Lord, all right. The last day does not mean that, okay, the Lord is coming tomorrow. It just speaks of a period in time where we begin to see the fast tracking of the prophetic you know, uh, uh, writings of the Lord we begin to see the manifestation, we begin to see where that which has been prophesied, been declared, remember that everything Jesus did, even in his day were done in accordance to that which has been written, there is nothing that Jesus did, amen, that was not connected or is not in context with that which has been written, every act, every move, every miracle that Jesus performed, amen, can be traced to that which has been written concerning him. So this is very interesting that we understand that the word last day, amen, relates to a people, relates to amen, a condition, a, a, a situation of existence in the earth hallelujah, that enables us to accelerate the prophetic program of God in the earth. So the Bible says in the last days, you will see that the word days there is plural, alright? The mountain, singular, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established. Now that is a prophetic word. And uh, not too long ago, in fact, a few weeks ago, you know, Donald Trump, the president of the United States of America, made that, you know, you know, prophetic declaration made that prof- prophetic pronouncement of saying they are taking, all right, the you know the em- the, the embassy of United States of America, all right, amen, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Now <clears throat> we were told that all the you know the presidents of America have all approved that well you know the, the Jerusalem should be you know the seat of or the capital. Of you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 of the nation of Israel, they all approve it. They all know that's where it should be. But none of them had the guts. None of them had the guts to actually make that declaration before the U- the UN and you know and the, the community of nations to actually you know put you know what they believe into action. But here is this man that I believe strongly that everything that Donald Trump represents and is doing, Amen, is a prophetic signal, alright, of God's you know uh, 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 you know activity within. Uh, um, the nation of America and obviously within the com- you know commonwealth of nation yes the man may not be a perfect man but I believe that he was chosen you know to you know to 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 further you know the advancement to further the prophetic program of God amen for the nation of Israel and we like it or not the nation of Israel has a connection or right, to the state of the church or we can say vis-a-vis the state of the church has you know a connection direct connection to the nation of Israel all right the two are not the same all right, I've, I've heard you know the theological argument that well Israel is the church and the church is Israel. No, no, uh, we, we 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 can see clearly from the word of God that these are two entities. In fact, if the church tries to be like Israel, we will go into default. And that's why today I am very weary when I see a lot of Christians, you know, you know, uh, uh, New Testament Christian trying to go back to the mosaic, you know, concept of existence of life and you know and tradition, and they try to go back into the all those you know tradition 
traditional washing and way of worship. I mean, this, basically that is going back to the law. That's not what God is calling us into. And that's not, you know, what really connects us to our prophetic destiny in terms of the nation of Israel. But the Bible says those who bless in the nation of Israel will be blessed. Beyond that, there, there, are, there are spiritual connotations because Israel basically represents, amen, God's concept of, of building nation, God's concept of, you know, of, of, of you know, of his counsel and program, all right, for the development and the transformation of nation. And we can trace all that has happened to, you know, to Israel in terms of its, its political, uh, uh, you know, comeback, all right, to the community of nation, back to that which was declared, you know, in the scripture, when the Lord says, if you if you go against my will, you go against my law, I will send you into captivity. And we know that happened, all right? That happened to the point where, all right, you know, the, you know, the nation of Israel was was decimated, was, was, you know, was destroyed. The walls were destroyed. The gates were destroyed. Everything, amen, became, I mean, the land became, you know, a, a, a land of, of jackals and, and, and wolves, you know, and, you know, and all kinds of ravenous bread, like the scripture said. And, but the Lord also promised that, you know, uh, you know, after 70 years, he will begin to, you know, uh, uh, bring the restoration of his, of his people back. In fact, the word went as far, the Lord went as far as, you know, you know, staring the heart of Cyrus, all right, to go back, you know, to, to excuse me, to make a, de- a declaration, all right, for the rebuilding, all right, and I mean, Cyrus was a hidden king, I mean, he, he, he I mean, he has a, you know, a, a king of, uh, you know, of, you know, of Babylon, amen, you know, after, you know, Persia, you know, uh, took over, excuse me, after Babylon took over, you know, uh, 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 he, 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 Israel and destroyed the wall and destroyed the nation and took the people into into, into captivity. We saw um, Persia rising up to you know to conquer Babylon and there we see all the whole process. Everything that God said in His Word came to pass. You know, for three thousand years, Jerusalem had been the capital. You know, of the nation of Israel. And, 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 and even when the nation of Israel were, you know, in captivity, you know, were, you know, scattered across, you know, the, you know, the world, God said, I'm going to bring them back to their place. And we began to see that manifestation come into reality in 940, you know, 46, 48. And, 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 you know, God's program, you know, for the return of the, of, of his people, of the nation of Israel back to their land began to come into the fold. And to us, that signals something very profound with regards to God's prophetic program. I mean, I, I know some people today, you know, will, will doubt, will not believe, will not accept that, you know, the nation of Israel. In fact, I've heard people say, well, you know, you know, the program, the prophetic program of Israel, you know, all died when Jesus died on the cross and all that. I do not believe that. I do not believe that because that does not, you know, align with what God says in his word. So because if we if we say that, it means that everything that represents God's prophetic program for our day is, you know, is false, is not real. Everything about, you know, God's prophetic program has to do with people, has to do with nation, has to do with individuals, has to do with, you know, you know, certain, you know, uh, entities. And, and what I'm saying this is we've got to be able to tie all right, you know, God's, God's agenda, all right, to, you know, to nations, to people, all right. I mean, if you if you look into the word, you will realize that, you know, every region has got, amen, uh, you know, a, a, a prophet, a prophetic purpose, all right, including the nation of South Africa. There's a prophetic program. There's a prophetic, you know, you know, a, a blueprint that has been assigned to this nation, which must be fulfilled regardless of how, you know, of how, you know, the, the, 
you know the political institution or the policy of politics amen may you know may relate and see or our other nation we've got to understand that every nation regardless of how you know its political government or you know may may be moving or may be tilting to us god has a prophetic program amen for every nation and and it's within the context of that prophetic program that we should you know design our life that we should you know build our life build our home build our family and marriage so that we can agree amen we can be in alignment with that which the father is saying all right we don't want to build a life that is negating that is standing against the will of god the counsel of god if i mean anyone who stands against the will of god definitely will be judged so my 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 my, my thing is we've got to understand all right what is the lord doing in our day heaven is restoring back all right he, you know his his prophetic programs for prophetic prophetic desire all right for the nations and we see that the nation of israel is is is, is playing a major role amen in fact it's an arrowhead of that which you know the father is doing within the earth amen God's plan, amen, began to unfold when the nation of Israel was established through King David. And from that day, amen, we are beginning to see the unfolding, the revelation of God's plan. I mean, we say that today heaven is restoring the tabernacle, <coughs> excuse me, the tabernacle of David. That tabernacle is twofold. Yes, it is a reflection of a nation, of a people, of a tribe. But it's also a reflection, amen, of a spiritual entity, of a spiritual ideology, of a spiritual culture, amen, of a posture of existence in the earth that enables us, amen, to, you know, to establish, amen, the government of God in the earth. There is no way we can talk about God's prophetic program, amen, you know, w- you know, you know, without mentioning, without, you know, putting into context and amen that you know where you know the the, the the place and position of the nation of Israel so let's go back to Isaiah chapter 2 in he says in the last in the, in the last days the mountain of the lost temple will be established as the highest of the mountains we know that mountains represent institutions, represent cities nations amen Bible says it will be exalted above the hills that tells us something God is the one establishing this thing through his prophetic desire and counsel. So no matter what you know the you know man or you know some you know humanistic system may try to do, you know to to try to you know you know be more lofty as it were than the will of God and the counsel of God. The Bible says every hill shall be made low, every loftiness of men shall be brought down because the word of the Lord has already gone forth. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above 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 all mountains amen it will be established above all is bible says and all nations will stream to it all nations amen shall stream to it we know that nations amen re, you know you know is reflect reflects you know ethnos reflects people you know clans cities uh, amen you know even ideologies philosophies the bible says in that day there will be a streaming all right to amen to the you know, to, to, you know, to the heel of the Lord. And we know the heel of the Lord is the church of the Lord. Amen. The heel of the Lord is the place where his counsel, his, his program, his desire, his, 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 his institution, as it were, his, his values, his culture, amen, is established. The Bible says many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord's house. <clears throat> to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. So that we will walk in his path. The Lord will go out from Zion. The word of the Lord from Jerusalem. 
The Bible says in verse 4, he will judge between the nations and will settle dispute for many people. We are in the day where this prophetic declaration are being first struck from all angles and that's why we are seeing all kinds of crisis all kinds of you know uh, uh, you know challenge and trials you know and you know and resentment and you know resistance against amen the you know the will of god the counsel of god and the principles of god and when i mean you know, against the principle of God. I'm talking about, you know, people basically rising against the value system of God, rising against, you know, his moral, you know, you know, code. People are standing. There are institutions today in the name of, you know, you know, you know, being progressive that are, you know, that are standing against that which the spirit of the Lord, amen, has designed and has, you know, ordained how life should be lived. No wonder we're seeing, you know, all kinds of crazy things happening today in our world, in our family, in our institution, because when we go against the very values that heaven has established in terms of building, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, establishing, you know, homes, family, you know, uh, uh, life, you know, community. There's no way we'll be able to, you know, advance, you know, without, you know, collapsing. And that's why we're seeing humanity collapsing today. And humanity will continue to grow up in darkness and continue to collapse until they come to that point where, you know, uh, Isaiah said in verse 3 that many people will say, come, let us go up. For, for them to come to that point of, you know, ascending to the heel of the law, they have to come to the end of themselves. They, I mean, God has to bring them to a point where, you know, everything they want to try you know had been tried everything they want to try as in solution had been tried and they've come to that point of frustration now having said this as a foundation i want us to look you know look back to you know what we are focusing on and 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 the word is we need to migrate we need to advance amen in the midst of the current crisis, there are crises that are coming. There are crises that are coming. There are challenges that are coming. There are all kinds of things that will be buffeting the church left, right, and center. But we've got to understand. We've got to understand the matching order. We've got to understand you know, the values of heaven. Now, before I read, you know, two scriptures that I want to read, I quickly want to say, oh. Yes, I quickly want to say, you know, this few words that the condition of our existence within the context of, you know, human existence has to be firmly established on the unshakable foundation of God's word. One, one way we can stand firm at least that I have come to, you know, accept is that not just believing what God says in his word, but actually taking that which he said in his word and applying it and making those, you know, declarations or proclamations as the building blocks, as the building foundation of my existence. In other words, when I read the word of God, it, it, it shouldn't just be, well, it's nice. That's a good word. No, no. That word ought to be the building block of my value system. 
Like I said today, you know, in one of two posts that I made on Facebook, that there are people who believe the truth, who accept the truth. In fact, they've got friends who preach the truth. I mean, to them, yes, they love the truth, love quote and unquote. But when it comes to really living their life in accordance to the principle of truth, they find it difficult. In fact, when you begin to talk about truth around them, suddenly they begin to, you know, fidget. They begin to feel uncomfortable. They begin to feel, you know, this almost, you know, resenting the person preaching the truth. And that is because there's something within their life that has not come to, you know, an alignment that has not come to really believe in the principle of truth. Yes, they, while they, they will not their head, they will, you know, yes, accept, you know, what the truth says. But in practice, the Bible said they deny the power thereof. Now, for such people, what we're talking about, amen, will be strange to them. They cannot step into this reality. Because they have not come to a point in their life where they have made up their mind that their life will be guided, will be ruled, will be led by the values and principles of God's word. Truth is not just what you affirm, it is what you apply to your existence, to your life. Truth has to become the foundational, you know, a, a building block, like I said, of, of David. I mean, I've used that, you know, example several times that David, amen, for him to be able to kill Goliath, had to reach deep into the bowels of the earth, had to reach deep into, amen, the stream of the living water and take, amen, from himself, Bible says, five smooth stones. They were not just stones, ordinary stones. They were smooth stones. They've gone through a season, amen, of the word of God. The word of God has passed through them, amen. The life of that stone has been shaped by, you know, by the living water. And that was what became the weapon to kill Goliath. So if all you have is just to have a stone, and that stone has not gone through a season, a, a period, amen, of, of, of cleansing and purification and shaping to, you know, to, you know, to, to, to size, through the ministry, through the instrument of the word of God, which is the living water, I'm telling you, you face the crisis of life and you will not be able to overcome because Goliath, amen, has the ability to dwarf you. Goliath, when he looks, when Goliath looks at you, he sees you as a dog. He sees you, you know, as, you know, you know, as, as non-existent. When Goliath looks at you, he's like you're nothing. Look at what he said of David. He said, am I a dog that you sent this person to come fight me? Because Goliath represent, amen, the complex challenges of life. Goliath represent the mountains of this world. The Bible says in that the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted above all mountains. I want you to understand that there are awesome mountains in the world. There are systems that can, that can finish you, that can dwarf you, that can shut you down. There are powerful systems that, you know, just one of them can shut you down. To the point that you no longer exist. But if you have come to that position where David were, where David understood, you have learned, amen, to, to, to you know, to, to be processed through, through the water of life. Meaning that the ministry of the word is not just something you read to feel good. It's not just something you read, you know, to accumulate scripture. It's not just something you read, you know, to be able to, you know, go preach and, you know, you know, prove to other people that, yes, I also can preach this apostolic message. I also, you know, I'm in the prophetic. Ah, the enemy is going to finish you like the seven sons of Stephen. Remember, the Bible says, you know, you know, they say, you know, uh, uh, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know who are you. Where are you coming from? 
You may act the way, you know, Jesus is acting. You may try to speak the way Paul is speaking, but guess what? You have not encountered, you know, the, the, the God that is, you know, that the Paul, you know, and, you know, and his counterpart, at a, you know, at encounter. You, you, have, you, you don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ. You talk about him, you speak about him, but you have not encountered him. You have not been to the backside of the wilderness like Moses who encountered that tree burning without the leaves consuming. There has to be a position of experience in your walk with God and it's that experience that allows you to stand before Pharaoh, that allows you to stand before Goliath, that allows you to stand before Jezebel and you know and, and other you know false prophets amen, that you know that will challenge you on Mount Carmel. It is that experience that you have amen, that gives you the audacity amen, to ask for water to be poured amen, on the altar that you want to, you know, that you want to sacrifice with fire. I mean, how do you begin to pour water on an altar that, you know, you need to be, you know, to be dry, as dry as dry can be? But yes, here's the man of God saying, no, you've got to pour water, pour more water, pour more, until that water began to, you know, run down the, the, you know, the whole mountain. And that is the position heaven wants us to bring. Because you see, when God wants to do things in our lives and through our life. He wants us to come to the point and he wants the people around us to come to the point, amen, where that miracle will be beyond any reasonable doubt. When God moves in our life and God moves within the nation, he will do it in such a way, hallelujah, that nobody will be able to say, well, oh, that was science. Or, you know, that was just, um, you know, that was coincidence. No, 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 no. That's not God. God moves earlier in a position where everybody thinks it's impossible. And that's that's the kind of that's a kind of experience heaven is calling us into. That the experience that we have to have in this in this season, in this day, hallelujah, will be so strong, such that hallelujah, we will be moving against the tide, we'll be moving against the resistance, we will be standing, hallelujah, when the world is saying run and hide, we're saying it's time to emerge, hallelujah. That's gone beyond just having some scripture. That's gone beyond just, hallelujah, praise the Lord, shanda, shanda. No, it has to be a point where we have come to encounter the Lord. I'm talking about migrating in the days, in the midst of human crisis. Hallelujah. Let me read the scripture. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8 verse 22, the Bible says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. Or of the sea, like some translation will say. Let us go. Let us go. He said, said, let us go. The Bible says, he said, let us go to the other side. And as and as they sailed, as they set sailing, the Bible says, he fell asleep. And a scroll came down on the lake. So that the boat was being swamped. And they were in great fear. Or in great danger, like some translation will say. A word had been given. Remember that every word that Jesus speaks are prophetic by nature. In other words, a prophetic word has seen not just the future, but the process that 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 you will go through for that future, for that word to come into that position called future. And to manifest everything that has to do with 
what has been declared, the accidents, incidents, circumstances, processes that you're going to go through, all right, to the day of, and it came to pass, everything had been, amen, considered before a word is released as prophetic into our lives. Now, it's important we understand that because every time the word of God comes to us as, you know, a prophetic declaration, what usually will, will happen or what we, we usually see is the other side is the, neg- is the negative side. <laughs> it's like a, a positive word is, is given to you. What you're going to begin to see immediately is the negativity. So if you don't understand, amen, the dynamics, amen, of, 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 of receiving the word of God, that every time the, the word of God is given, amen, you need to go into, amen, a, a season, a, a time of intercession. Because when the word of the Lord, when, when you know, the prophet of God gave the word, amen, to you know, to Ahab, it's about to rain. The next thing, amen, that, you know, the the, the, the servant of the Lord said is, you know, uh, you, you get into your chariot, get home. <laughs> but you will assume that the, 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 the prophet of the Lord will also begin to just go, you know, on a jolly move. No, the scripture said he went straight to to the top of the hill, to the top of the mountain, and he placed his, you know, his head between his two knees and began to intercede. Now, he released the word, but he didn't just release the word and remain there. No, he went into action earlier to bring, amen, a condition that will make that which has been declared to become a reality. And that's not legalism. That is a process and a principle that whenever God gives us a word, we need to position ourselves, amen, as a person who is ready, amen, to travail in birth until that word becomes a reality. Yes. Who has heard such a thing? Can a nation be born in a day? Yes. Because when a prophetic word has, has, you know, has been released over a nation, over a region, there has to be, amen, those who are positioned as watchers, amen, those who are po- positioned as midwives, those who are positioned, amen, as, you know, uh, you know as intercessors as priests amen in in the land who will receive the word and begin to birth that word because the lord says ask me amen seek you shall find knock the door amen shall be open to you amen he said ask of me and i will give to you the nations for your inheritance the asking amen has to do with you, you petitioning god you come into a position within your spiritual understanding and structure where you begin to engage amen not just god but the heavenlies such that amen they can see that you are ready to receive that which has been declared because for every word that has gone forth amen there has to be a spiritual price that is paid for that word to become a manifestation because the enemy is going to find the scripture says from the days you begin to pray the answer to the prayer you know has been sent but there was there was there was a clash amen there was a you know there was an interference in the heavens the bible says the prince of Persia, you know hindered stopped the servant of the lord from bringing that which has been you know released but daniel did not stop praying daniel continued to pray he continued to seek the face of god Amen. Even though that you know, you know, you know that servant was weak. The, the Bible says the Lord had to dispatch another angel to make sure that the word of the Lord gets the, the promise of God gets back to Daniel. Now that is a principle we've got to understand because we're dealing with powers, we're dealing with forces of darkness. We cannot see them with our two naked eyes, but they're there. Spiritual things are real. So the word of God, Amen. That that that, that has been given, that has been sent, Amen. Carries, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, 
prophetic promise that will change the course of you know generation, community, society. But that's not going to happen if there are no people positioned. And for us to be positioned, we've got to be awakened. We've got to be alive. We've got to be positioned. We've got to, we've got to be sensitive. We've got to amen, uh, 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 understand that we've been, we've been positioned uh, amen, in, in, in the land for such a time as this. That our, 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 you know, our duty is not just to you know, cl- you know, declare it, claim it, and receive it. No, that we go into postulation. That we go into spiritual you know, uh, uh, engagement. That we go into that condition of travailing until there is a birth let's go to the other side and immediately there was a resistance to that word now the resistance does not stop that which has been declared but if you don't do anything about what has been declared there will be a delay and that's the point I'm trying to make. That, you know, many a times heaven has given us a word. And many a times heaven has, you know, given us, you know, a city, a nation. Amen. But because we are weak and we don't have that, you know, insight and maturity. Amen. To know how to engage in, this, in, the, in, in the spirit in terms of that which has been declared and given to us. There's a delay. There's a delay. There was a delay. Amen. With, within the time frame that, you know. You know, Abraham, excuse me, Daniel prayed and, you know, the release of that which, you know, he's, you know, he has asked for until there was a reinforcement. And today we've got to understand that heaven, amen, is raising men and women who will position themselves, amen, who will not give themselves rest, amen. He said, you who make mention of the Lord, you give yourself no rest and give God no rest until Zion becomes a prince in the earth. A lot of us want to see Zion becomes a place within our society, within our community, but we're not ready to travail in birth. Let us go to the other side. Let us cross to the other side. There come a resistance. But the resistance, amen, it should awaken us to that which heaven has declared, to that which heaven has, you know, has spoken. The scripture said, they began to express fear they began to express you know you know uh, uh, you know uh, a confusion forgetting that the master is there but he's there sleeping amen within the context of that which he said we're going to the other side so i can go to sleep and this sleep is not just the you know you know a, a kind of sleep that you know you sleep and you forget your name no He's sleeping in the truth. He's sleeping in the word. He's sleeping. He needed to rest in that which has been spoken. And until they realized, hey, but the master is here with us. And what did he say? Why do you doubt? You people of little faith, why do you doubt? My point is this evening, Heaven is calling us to travel, to go, to advance, to press forward. But we cannot, we cannot cross to the other side. And I'm not talking about crossing over now. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about crossing to the next reality. Because in our journey with God, amen, there are junctions, there are places that we come to. There are realities that we come into. That There are portals, that's the word. There are portals, there are gates that we have to cross. You see, the things of the Spirit, you know, are, are, are designed in, in order for you to come to the next sphere, for you to come to the next realm, the next reality. Amen. You must have, amen, you know, a pass 
that past, amen, is the maturity, it's a maturing, it's a development, amen. It is you coming of age when you get to the gate of the Lord, they're gonna ask you, Who goes there? They're gonna question you, and you will have to prove, amen, that you have come of age before they give you a passage into the next reality, or you will be left in that outer realm, in that outer court. There are mountains that we've got to possess for you to move to the next hill of the Lord, for you to possess the next hill of the Lord, amen. As, as Caleb, you've got to have, amen, the very posture, the very value system of, you know, of, you know, of Caleb. You cannot be afraid. You cannot, you cannot be like, amen, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the other elders of Israel who were timid and afraid and said, we are like, we are like grasshoppers before these people. We, they are giants and we're nothing before them. We can't possess the land. You can't say that. You've got to say like Caleb and Joshua, we are able, we are more than able to possess the land. We can take the land. And I'm talking about taking the land, not just talking about you taking, you know, some physical land. Yes, we need to take physical land. Physical land in terms of, you know, you know, you know, declaring, you know, the, the, the value system of God, the, the, you know, the, the, the authority of God, the dominion of God over a realm, over a sphere, amen, over regions. Yes, we need to do that because when we do that, we have the ability to influence policies and proclaim, amen, the kind of spiritual development and advancement that impacts the land such that we have, you know, economic, you know, uh, and social, you know, uh, 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 development, you know, accelerated within society, within community. Sometimes, you know, the struggles of government they've got the money they've got the manpower but they don't understand why amen they're not seeing improvement they're not seeing change because the people that have been positions amen in cities and community you know in regions amen they, they, their life is captured by corruption like we see today in our nation south africa here's a nation that is so full of you know wealth and you know and you know and, and, and capital at, at all level yet we see that resource amen going into the hand of some very small few family because corruption amen has become you know the gatekeeper and we need to dispose that spirit and we cannot do that if the church is not governmental if we're not taking our place in the realm of the spirit if we're not taking our place earlier in you know you know within within uh within communities in terms of positioning ourselves, interfacing ourselves, amen, with things that allow, amen, resource, amen, to, you know, to flow into our hands so that we can make the right change and the right decision. But what I'm saying, taking the land first has to do with taking our own, you know, mindsets, amen, taking, you know, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, you know, condition of existence that have been built within our life, within our thought pattern, within our, you know, uh, our frame of thinking, within our psyche, within our concept of, you know, of, of, you know, philosophy and existence and culture, we've got to remove, we've got to take over, hallelujah, that, you know, uh, uh, old position that the enemy, hallelujah, has been occupying for long, we've got to, we've got to depose him, amen, and reinstate state the values of God within our life that gives us the ability to outwardly now begin to manifest amen the government of God we can proclaim the government of God and declare you know a day of apostolic move we can declare a day of reformation we can proclaim prophetic we can 
all kinds of things we can call it whatever but if the structures of our life amen is not tallying is not sinking with what we are proclaiming and declaring we're not better than the pharisee we we just declaring words nothing is going to happen so we've got to understand that the responsibility falls on us first of all to learn how to first how to, how to lead our life how to govern our life in accordance to the values and principles of god it is from there that we begin to exercise authority that helps us amen to take the land Caleb and Joshua understood that. The Bible says they are of different spirit. I'm talking about migrating within the crisis of life. That God wants us to migrate. And we're migrating to the place where we can establish the mountain of the Lord's house. It's a value. It's a system. It's a concept. It's a philosophy of existence. That when people look at what we're building, amen, it stands tall. It dwarfs every other mountain around. That's a power of dominion. Dominion is not just claiming it and possessing it. No, it's establishing the influence of God within a geographical area, within a location. It's, it's releasing the spirit, hallelujah, of, of, of life. It's releasing the light of God. It's proclaiming, hallelujah, how to, to, you know, to live and to exist within the day of compromise. And corruption. This, these are principles that we've got to come into, and we've got to understand that we cannot do this by you know by 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 the same old mindset, amen, of religious you know uh, uh, thought pattern. No, we can't do that. We cannot take our nation. We cannot take our land. Take our family. We cannot bring you know our families and friends to the Lord if we, we if we're still singing and singing their song and dancing to their tune and and behaving the way they behave, amen, and think the way they think. No, you cannot change anybody if you're still thinking the way they think. You've got to come out of them. Abraham was called first out of his father's house in order to be able to influence his world. Heaven doesn't change us within the system. It calls us out of the system. Changes us and sends us back into the system. It has to be real. It has to be, it has to be something that our life, amen, is governed by. All right. Now, having said all this, thing, there are a couple of things I still would love to say. Okay, let's quickly look at, uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Talking about the season of migration. So the season of migration is a season of transition. And transition comes with crisis. Every time there's a proclamation to move forward, there will be, there will be a release. There will be a manifestation of crisis from all sides. Crisis from within. Crisis from without. Crisis left, right, and center. Crisis, domestic crisis. Every time you want to advance, there will be all kinds of ungodly things, raising ugly heads. Because the enemy doesn't want us to migrate. The enemy doesn't want us to move. He wants us to remain in a particular spot. But the moment you proclaim, we need to go to the other side. Get ready for challenge. Get ready for the storm. But you've got to understand that it's not just you alone going. The master is with you. The Lord is with you. And he's the one that will give you the ability and capacity and the authority, amen, to calm those storms. So we must not allow the storm to stop us from obeying the word of the Lord. Let's go over to the other side. Let's cross over to the other side. If we allow fear and doubt and, you know, resistance to stop us, 
then we're not going to really achieve we're not going to come into the day of the lord we're not going to come into you know that which has been you know given to us we're not going to come into our inheritance we're not going to come into the promise we can't sit on this side we can't remain on this spot we've dwelt too long on this mountain we've got to move forward we've got to advance we've got to come to the next reality of god's intention of god's plan of god's purpose for our life I mean, before I began this uh, broadcast this afternoon, all kinds of things were just, you know, working against, you know, you know, you know the broadcast. I was almost saying, maybe I should cancel, but, but then I said to myself, no, I'm not going to cancel it. I'm going to, even if there is a delay, I'm going to continue. I'm going to press on. And that's the attitude we need to have. Because I tell you, every time you want to advance, especially when it deals with the things of the Spirit, just expect that there will be resistance. Because we don't, we don't normally, you know, see these things with our own carnal eyes. And therefore we think, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just a challenge. No, it's not just a challenge. There's a resistance. The enemy has sent, you know, or, you know, his, his forces, you know. You can see them with your own natural eyes. And that's why, you know, the Lord will ask us to pray that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened. We need our eyes, our spiritual eyes, amen, to be enlightened, to be calibrated. We need to be able to see things from spiritual, you know, point of view. You know, when you live our, our, your life from just a natural point of thinking and seeing things, you will never be able to advance into spiritual reality. You will never be able to do things. You will never be able to achieve things in life. You will never be able to, because every time you say, I want to do something, like a lot of people right now would have been making, you know, uh, a New Year resolution. Oh, next year I'm going to do this. I'm going to become this. I'm going <coughs> to, can, I can assure you before February, everything you thought you're going to do, you would have failed in it because you, you, you know, you, you were only exercising your own willpower. Willpower can only take you thus far. <laughs> you need to understand that for you to advance in life, you've got to be spiritual. The Bible says, amen. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Why do we, why, why, why is, you know, uh, uh, you know, weapons of warfare given to us if there are no enemies? And these enemies, the Bible says they are not carnal. In other words, they are not human. You cannot see them with your two naked eyes. Even though sometimes the Lord may give you the grace to see some of these things with your, with your eyes. But I tell you, the, the battle that we're, we're facing, uh, uh, it, it, you know, is not with you people. It's not with, it may manifest through people, but even if it manifests with people, you cannot react back, hallelujah, from a human position. You've got to deal with, amen, you know, those situations from a spiritual, you know, point of view. Because if you try to relate to, you know, issues from a carnal point of view, amen, then you're, then you're carnal yourself. Then you're going to lose the battle. Because God is not going to support, amen, you know, a carnal weapon. God is not going to support a carnal weapon to fight a spiritual battle, no. Spiritual battles can only be won, fought and won by spiritual weapon. And those weapons must be real to you. It has to be real. The word of God, the Bible says, like a two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder. You've got to know that every time you go into the word of God, you know, you, you, are, you are being armed. Why is it that, I always say this, why is it that every time people say, let's read the word of God. They want to study the word of God. Suddenly, they are baptized with the spirit of slumber. Suddenly, they begin to sleep. The moment they close the Bible, then they are ready, you know, to do any other thing. That tells you something. Even studying the word of God is spiritual. It's warfare. You cannot just allow the enemy, amen, to define your life and have a field day over your life. No, you've got to engage. 
I could remember, you know, I've given this testimony before that, you know, back then, you know, when I was grading the Lord, every time I wanted to read the Word of God, I just found myself sleeping. So the next thing I, I start doing is every time I want to read the Word of God, get, uh, you know, a, you know, a bucket of water, I put my leg inside and I start reading. So, you know, the, 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 the coldness of the water, you know, sends a message to my brain to be awake. You know, it may sound funny, but I, I mean, it, it was that practical to me back then. And I'm saying that if you're not serious with, you know, with, with your life, if you're not serious about going to the other side with the Lord, the enemy is going to keep you on this side, you know, of, you know, of the land. You're never going to come into what is called the promised land. You will be talking about it. You'll be professing it. You'll be declaring, but you're not going to smell it. You're not going to possess it. You'll be, you'll be caged down. You'll be tied down with the spirit of fear. So I'm saying this for us to, you know, come to that position in our life where we understand that migrating comes with crisis. But the crisis, amen, are not there to stop us. They're there to reinforce our faith. They're there to reinforce our hope. They're there to, hallelujah, to encourage us, amen, to advance. That when the crisis shows, you say, wow, thank God, this thing is real. You keep on. You keep on. Because we're coming to the day called day of the Lord. We're coming to the heel of the Lord. We're coming to the place of his might. We're coming to the place of his strength. We're coming to the place of his power. We're coming to the place of his dominion. We're coming to the place of his grace. We will not give in. We will not give up. We will not allow the enemy to stop us and to keep us back. Amen. We will, we will, we will pack our things and we will journey further. We will advance. Amen. Until we come to the heel of the Lord. Until we come to the place. Amen. Of divine grace and strength. Until we come to that confluence of the spirit. Until we come to that place. Amen. Where the name of the Lord becomes Allah. Amen. Where the name of the Lord is praised. Where the name of the Lord is being glorified. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, we're coming to the to the place of the pressing into the mountain of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory. I just sense a release of the Spirit right now. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We come to your hill, O Father. We come to your mountain. We come to the place of your strength. We come to the place of your power. We come to the place of renewal. We come to the place of dominion. We come into the place of the fulfillment of your will, of your word, of your counsel. We refuse to give up. We refuse to give in. We refuse to let go. We hold on to the truth. The word says we shall know the truth. We've come to the place of experiencing the truth. Yes, that as we experience your truth, we are impregnated with the seed of the fruit of your spirit. We give you glory, Father. We thank you. 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 Your will, your plan, your purpose, your glory is manifesting right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 
We refuse to give up. We refuse to give in. We come into the mountain of the Lord. We come into the place of your strength. We come into the place where the spirit of the just are made perfect. Hallelujah. Yes. That in the midst of the shakings of the crises of men of life. That you have come to the hill of the Lord. We have come to the mountain of God. We have come to the river of God. Hallelujah. Yes. He said I will shake everything that can be shaken. Are we still in the days of the shaking? In fact the shaking is just beginning. <laughs> the shaking is just beginning. It says so that the things that cannot be shaken may abide may remain. And we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Brethren, everything within your life in this season will be tried, will be shaken. Everything that can be shaken within your mindset, within your thought pattern, within your values, everything you hold dearly that is not built on the principles and the values of the kingdom of God will be shaken and be discarded. This is the day where only the mountain of the Lord alone will stand. Hallelujah. Every other mountain, whatever in your life that represents mountain, sometimes mountain could represent pride. Bible says they'll come down. The pride, the pride of men, the loftiness of men, and their high look will be humble. It's a day to align ourselves to the spirit of humility. The Bible says the Lord resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know, one way that we can begin to really see the manifestation of pride is through, you know, spiritual activity. There are people who, who, who actually believe that because of their spiritual position and, you know, and, and understanding that, you know, they're better off other people. And they don't know that they just actually opened the room, that the door of their heart, they met to the enemy. Because the moment spiritual pride comes into your life, you take the place of Lucifer. It means that heaven is about to cast you down. Come on. We've got to get rid of everything that's, that, you know, that, 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 that signals pride, that signals loftiness, that brings you know, us to a position where we begin to look down to our brother and our sister and to the things of the spirit. We've got to let go of those things. Our sense of achieve, achievement you know, some of us, is, is the sense of we have achieved. We've done something. See all. Remember that rich fool. He says, see all that my hands have gathered. Rejoice. Come to rest my soul. They said, tonight, all that you have built will be taken from you. And we will see of what will come of these things that you have gathered. Come on. This is the day of the Lord. In the day of the Lord, only the things of God stands. Only the will of God will stand. Only the counsel of God will stand. Only the house of God will stand. Every house that we build that is not built in the name of God. When I say in the name of God, I'm talking about with his nature. The name of the Lord is his nature. If you build, whatever you build that is not built with the nature of God, that is not built with his approval, that is not, that is not built, amen, with, with, with his own supervision. You know, sometimes we build, we build in the name of the Lord, but God is not the one supervising what we're building. Come on. The Holy Spirit must be the foreman supervising, hallelujah, the site of what we're building for the Lord. If he says, pull it down, you pull it down. If he says, walk away, you walk away. Come on. This is what, this is the standard of what the Father is calling us into. That you can build a house and God say, walk away from it. Give it to somebody else. 
Go to another land. Go stand by the road of Gaza. Wait there until I bring you word. Hallelujah. <laughs> until I bring you word. He says, but, uh, but we, we're, building, we're building a dome there. God says, who sent you to build a dome? I said, go wait by the side of Gaza in the, in the desert. There's a man called the Ethiopian Enoch. He's coming. You will meet him there. Hallelujah. Come on. Can we build and walk away from what we built? When we build a tabernacle and build wall around what we built in the name of God, amen, it means that we build things for ourselves. Come on. I just sense in my spirit the Lord is speaking to somebody out there. You build, but you build a wall around what you build. And you call it God. God says, you have just, you have just signed your own debt warrant. Come on. Can you build and walk away from what you built and let somebody else carry on? That's the pattern that our Lord and Savior showed us. In a post I, you know, I, I shared yesterday, I was talking about that. That, you know, one of the things that is hindering us from migrating, from advancing. I mean, we saw Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The, he's the pattern son. For three and a half years, he chose his disciples, let them, done the ministry, finished. He moved away from the scene, committed the work into their hand. He was gone. Three and a half years. We spent three and a half. In fact, we spent a whole lifetime trying to scan people. Trying to find out who will build with us. Who will go with us. Because we are men pleasers. Jesus knew those who will build with him. The Bible said the people he chose were the people that were already looking for him. They were already searching for him before he came to the scene. They said, come, we found the Messiah. Which means that they've been searching. Several people myself came and said, no, you're not the Messiah, no. Those guys were searching. Nathaniel and the rest, Andrew, Peter, they were all searching for the Messiah. They said, come, we have found the Messiah. Those were the people he went for. The people who had a passion, whose hearts were connected in longing, in searching, who want to see the consolation of Israel. Not just people who, who have, you know, who have, who have, you know, you know, have, you know, have, have, have eaten fats of the fat of the land. You know, we have some people today in the body of Christ. They have opinion for everything. They, they, they are not zealous. They are not passionate. Everything you say, you write, they will criticize it. They will stand it against it. Because their Christianity has become a reflection of humanism. You don't know what to say around them. Because you must be politically correct. <laughs> Pastors who cannot call a spade a spade they can't say the truth because they are afraid if they declare the truth you know that's the end of the offering and the tithe you help people say all kinds of things to them you wonder did this people actually go through a discipleship class did they know what it means to follow Christ do they know what it means when Jesus said take up your cross daily and follow me do you, do you understand that you know my heart bleeds for the conditions of the church today if you, if you, if you ask me but I tell you, this is part of what the Lord is declaring that in the midst of all this corruption and perversion, you know, and pollution and, you know, and diluting of the truth, that we've got to build him a house called the mountain of the Lord's house. And the caliber of the people that will be coming there, they will stream up. Not people that want to come down or go down. No, if you want to go to the house of God, you don't go down, you go up to the house of the Lord. It means you've got to be ready to pay the price. You've got to, you've got to travel light. You've got to cast off every weight and sin. 
You've got to journey. You've got to, you've got to be a mountain climber to come to the heel of the Lord. Come on. We don't want people who have opinion about the things of the Spirit. We don't want people who question everything God says in His Word. We want people who believe, who trust, who follow, who lay down their life willingly, not because they are stupid or foolish, but because they know what God says in His Word, like, you know, like Isaac. Come on. When Abraham placed those woods upon, you know, the head of Isaac, Isaac was 17 years old. He wasn't, wasn't, you know, a child who didn't understand. He was asking, Father, we've got the wood. We've got the firewood. We've got the fire. Where, where's the lamb? My, my father will provide. God will provide. Child, let's go. I mean, he was a talking sacrifice. He, he could talk, but he knew how to submit and surrender to the will of his father. That's the kind of breed of church we want in our day. No wonder he was the promised son. Today we've got sons, we've got men in the house who are Ishmael. All they want is the blessing. As long as they can get a blessing, they get a title of sonship. Come on, come on. The night is far spent. This is the day of the Lord. There's a Isaac generation that will emerge, that is emerging. They will carry the wood on their head. Yet, they will journey with their father to the place of worship. Come on, come on. Oh, satalabayada. Heaven has shifted the gear of this message. Man, da, 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 da. Come on. We're coming to the day of the Lord. We're coming to the heel of the Lord. To the place of worship. We're pressing. Say, come, let's go yonder. God's prophetic agenda for our generation cannot be twitted, cannot be hindered, cannot be frustrated by the present condition of the church or the nations. In the midst of the crisis, we will emerge. We will go further. We will proclaim to Pharaoh, is, is, is our day to, to exodus Egypt. We're coming to a place where we will worship our God. We have the liberty to worship him wherever he wants us to worship. But there is a place he has designated. We're coming to the mountain of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Uh, I think I'm just going to round this message up here. And hopefully we'll continue tomorrow or some other day in the new year. But I tell you, this is... A word that I, I, I sense in my heart. Somebody needed to hear this. As you, as you get ready to move into 2018. Let his word guide you. Let his word be a matching order for you. You know, this afternoon while I was just having a shower, I was thinking. You know, we say that God doesn't live in the chronos. In, you know, in human time. Yes. But everything he does are done in time. So, so time... And I mean time, in natural time, matters to God. Because there was a time that I decided that I would leave my country and come to South Africa. I, I, it, it isn't just something that was done by the Spirit. You see, spiritual season or timing must, must align with human time. 
There was a time where Jesus was born, literally, naturally. There was a time that he exited earth. You see, everything we do, as long as we live in this world, amen, is governed by human time. Because we live in time. But you see, within the time, we've got to know that, yes, there's eternity in us. So our eternity must be finding the right timing to bring forth manifestation. That's the point. That's the point. So, so 2018, though, amen, is human time, but it's connected to a season within the activities of God in the earth. Because if, you rem- if, if there's no 2018, then, then there's no way we can measure how far we've come, how far we're going, where we are. Certain things, amen, are, are, are valued, measured, you know, programmed, you know, based on the calendar season. Yes, our life is not tagged by it, but because we live in a world that is framed by time, We've got to factor that into our spiritual activity. I hope somebody is getting what I'm trying to say. Because this is important. Lest we become too spiritual in the sense that we lose, we lose that which we ought to be moving into or emphasizing within the context of the seasons and the times that are given to us. Yes. Heaven doesn't live within our time, you know, uh, uh, structure. But the time structure, it's designed by heaven himself. Remember Genesis is the one who said the day and the night. And he said they will be used to define seasons. They'll be used to define seasons. So we've got to understand that heaven is unfolding truth to us and this truth must help us to know how to run our race, to know how to journey. That we don't just live our life, yes, in 2018 without a sense of purpose, without a sense of direction, without a sense of advancement, without a sense of measuring, you know, what, we, what, what, what we're doing, where, we've, where we're going, where we've come from. Amen. All right. Thank you, Father. We give you glory, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all my listeners this afternoon. Those who have tuned in, those who are listening online, who will be listening later to this broadcast, I thank you for their life. Thank you for what you have done in the past 365 days. Thank you. We appreciate you, Holy Spirit. We couldn't have made it to this point without you. It's your love. It's your grace. It's your mercy. And we appreciate you for this. I pray for everyone whom you have appointed for such a time as this. Lord, they will not give up. They will not be discouraged. That their heart will be awakened to a new sense of passion to journey further with you. That this day will be a day of renewal. As the people came to the place of circumcision to renew their vow with you. That Lord we come to a day of renewing our vow. 
of renewing our commitment to walk, to journey, to run, not to give up. That our vision will be recalibrated, oh God, from the things we've heard today. That your spirit will enable us, will empower us, will energize us to stand and to continue to lift up holy hands without fear. I thank you for all my friends. Thank you, oh God, for their family, loved ones. Thank you for my family here and in Nigeria, everywhere that I've got people. I pray for them. I pray your love. I pray your grace. I pray your mercy to cover them. I pray for your church. Lord, in the next season unfolding, we will find a people that will emerge with power, with authority, yet humble, yet humble. People that were ready to support your work. Yes, Father, I thank you. I want to pray for Brother Mervyn, the man you've used so much to help and to support this work that you've committed into my hand. I pray for him. I don't know if he's listening to this broadcast, but I pray for him. Wherever he is, I pray for him. I pray, oh God, that all the seed that he's sown through the year. Lord, your mercy and your grace and love will multiply goodness and mercy in his life, in his business, in his marriage, in his home, oh God, that you will keep him strong, that you'll prosper his business in the coming year. And also use this opportunity to pray for everyone out there that you will be touching their hearts. Maybe some people are listening right now. Need to know that this is project that is self-funded that is done through the grace and provision that you you bring my way the Lord they will find it within their heart to say I want to support what this man is doing this ministry that is releasing grace and truth to us want to be part of it we want to support him financially we want to support him in prayer whatever way you will touch their heart Lord, I pray that you will indeed steer their hearts to see the need of this work. Because we have no church, we have no one supporting us. So I thank you right now for people that you're speaking to, that you're steering their heart. will be willing to support. We pray for them, oh God. That they will not be cajole, no. We don't cajole people. We don't force people. We don't manipulate people. We just depend on you, Holy Spirit, to steer their heart to give. And so we thank you. Thank you right now for those people. Lord, thank you for the materials that we will be releasing, hopefully in 2018. The books that I've been wanting to release. I thank you right now that those books will be released. Thank you for provision of resource to release this book to the body of Christ. Father, what a day we live in. More than ever before, your church needs to be resourced. I thank you for churches that will open their, their doors, their platform to receive this grace and giftings that you've given unto us to speak to the people. Lord, that pastors will no longer feel insecure and hold back, but they will open their heart and open their, the door of their house and say, come speak to us. Come release the grace of what heaven has given to you. I thank you for those people right now. 
Bless you for new relationship, men and women that you'll be connecting with us, that will be connecting with mutual love and, and, and submission and, and respect. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for those that you'll be removing from our lives. Yes, Father. It's a good prayer. I know there are people that you, you'll be removing from our life because their relationship have not been productive. So we thank you. We say yes to your will. We give you glory and praise. Because we see it as part of a way to advance and to travel light. We don't want to carry burdens and baggages. We want to move in accordance to your will and purpose and desire. So we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for this great nation of South Africa that I've come to love. That you have placed in my heart so dearly. I thank you for what you're doing in the life of the president right now. Yes, Zuma, we pray for him. Your words say we must pray for those in authority. We pray for him. Now, Lord, your counsel and will for his life will be, will be fulfilled. For his home, for his marriage will be fulfilled. The few days, months that he has, oh God, to still lead this nation. Guide his heart. Guide his mind. Guide his thought, oh God. Lord, that this nation will not be sold, oh God, to foreigners. That the values of this land will not be, give, will not be given away. We thank you, O God, that you will continue to use him to do good to this land. Thank you, O God, for the vice president. We pray for him, Ramaphosa. We pray for him. Pray for his family. We pray that you grant him wisdom, grace, knowledge, and understanding. As you continue to elevate him into that position of leadership, we pray in Jesus' name, O God, that no sudden death before him. We come against every arrow of the enemy, every spirit of sudden death. We refuse it in Jesus' name. We we'll cancel every form of accident. We proclaim and we declare that he's shielded, he's covered. He dwells under your secret place. He dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. We will say of the Lord that you are his refuge. Thank you, Father God. We bless your name. We honor you for what you're doing all across the nations, all across the globe. We proclaim, let your church arise. Let your name be glorified all across the land. Once again, we thank you for the nation of Israel. May you continue to uphold that land. May your will stand. May your will, yes, continue to advance over the land. But not just Israel. We pray for Syria. We pray for Libya. We pray for Iran. We pray for Iraq. We pray, oh God, for all the nations of the world. America, we pray for Europe. We pray for France. We, we declare, O oh God, that you, O oh God, rule and reign over the nations. You are the God of the nation. Thank you, O oh God, for what you're doing right now in Australia, New Zealand, O oh God. Yes, yes. We give you glory and praise for your eternal will that has been established in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Cameroon, in Cote d'Ivoire, in Liberia for the new president. Yes, O oh God. We bless your name. We worship you. For, for, for Zimbabwe, we thank you. We thank you for what your spirit is doing in Namibia. Yes, in Botswana. Oh, blessed be your holy name. The nations are coming to you. You are Lord of the nation, Lord of the nation, Lord of the nation. Thank you for you. You are raising your mountain all across the land. Your name has been proclaimed. We honor you. Blessed be your name, Father. Amen. Well, I just want to appreciate every one of you that has tuned into this live broadcast. Thank you so very much for being part of 
alive, been part of this wonderful ministry that heaven has given unto us. I do appreciate every one of you. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you uh, 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 that you continue to support our work, you know, on Facebook and even on uh, our, you know, blog. We've got a very rich blog ministry. Not too many people know about it, but it's a well-known uh, Block, block, you know, platform that you know people connect with us from different part of the world. If you want to, you know, check out our blog, you find it on uh, the Potter's Gate. Just, just uh, search Google uh, Potter'sGate.org. You know, Potter'sGate.org. You, you find our resource there. And if you want to connect with our uh, radio um, broadcast, you can also, you know, search on uh, on Google. Uh, Potter's Gate slash Potter's Gate uh, um, broadcast or Spreaker slash Potter's Gate broadcast. You connect with us or just search for Potter's Gate radio uh, radio broadcast on Google. You'll find us. You'll be able to connect with a lot of our you know recordings. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you. Please continue to uh, lift me up in your prayers. Um, that the Lord will continue to grant me grace and strength, you know, to stand. I tell you, this work, I, I, sometimes I, you know, not sometimes, most of them I feel the heat, the attack of the enemy. The enemy wants to shut me down, but I tell you, I will not give up. I have made up my mind. I'm a man on a mission. God's grace will continue to keep me and uphold me. Thank you so very much. We love you. We continue to pray for you. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful uh, uh, evening and get ready for um, a blessed, you know, eventful 2018. God bless you. Have yourself a prosperous new year. God bless you.